0: Hey everybody! You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric,
1: and this is Josh. We're going to be chatting about April 12th through the 18th. And once again today, we are joined by our friend Lorenzo from Embarrassing Humans. Hello. He's back.
0: There's not a lot of fanfare. Well, we're back, like, baby. We are excited. Trust yeah. me. Everybody, stop what you're doing and yes. give Lorenzo a big round of applause. <laughs> it's like, why do we hit that cricket button every time this happens?
1: If you're driving, just use your knees and clap. Yes. Is
0: this is your third one. Third one. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Mike, you're killing Mike. He's, uh, only done yeah. one. he's he's on a third of your podcast. Yeah,
2: Mike was here for the first one, but has not been seen since. <laughs> it was good. So. He had a good appearance, though.
0: Like, yeah. Worthy of one and done status. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> we talked it over. We
1: uh,
0: workshopped some ideas. And uh, yeah. Mike just didn't pass well, through like, the, uh, it's not gonna the work, rigorous but. podcast course. Yeah, we need to leave a seat open for Anya if she <laughs> might choose to come in. I'm sorry, man. We just can't do it. So this time you're doing... Life of Brian.
2: Life of Brian, yes. So I guess I should say thank you to everyone who came out to the airplane. That was a big, big success. We had a lot of people come. It was a very fun time. I would say that one of the things that Mike kind of, I'll speak this one little thing for Mike, is that he kind of observed afterwards that there was different experience watching the movie in the cinema with everyone oh for sure uh, because as we know in the stand-up comedy business laughter is infectious so the more everyone was laughing the more everyone was enjoying it and it was just a really fun time so we hope that you guys will join us on April 18th which is the Thursday before the Good Friday slash Easter long weekend to celebrate the life of Brian which is in its 40th anniversary year this year so um, yeah, we'll be watching that and that'll be wrapping up our little spring series and then we're going to decide over the summer if we're going to keep doing this in the fall so if you guys want to come out and make sure that that happens please come to the life of brian we'll have collective arts having uh, their wares and the smoke shack like last two times so it should be a lot of fun and uh yeah it was a really really good time we actually talked I think for the airplane panel, we talked for about an hour. I haven't released the podcast yet because I've completely forgotten about it. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, but we had a really fun time, and it was. we even had a total of six people stick around all the way to the end <laughs> of our hour-long discussion. But, yeah, it was good. It was good. But, yeah, Life of Brian. I haven't done my viewing of it yet, but I've watched that movie probably, like, 15 years ago. I've just been, like, reading up. On the film since then, and like I had no idea. The biggest piece of information that I got from that movie that I think blew my mind is that George Harrison funded that film. Some Lord guy pulled out, and then George <laughs> Harrison stepped in, and he said that he wanted to see that the movie was made because he wanted to watch it. And then Eric Idle's joke about it ever since then is that that's the most expensive ticket ever paid for a movie, Man. which was four million dollars. So that just
1: came it. up on like a nerd article somewhere that oh, yeah. George Harrison produced a bunch of cool movies. Yeah. yeah.
0: I love that the, when they do that with money, they're notorious for just spending gobs of money on the dumbest stuff. And who wouldn't? If you're the Beatles, yeah. like, come on. But, like, it's amazing to hear something like that, because, like, that's an enduring classic. Yeah. And, and to, to think that it wouldn't exist... Without it, you know, it kind of reminds me of like George Romero trying to make Dawn of the Dead, and uh, Dario Argento was like, "Well, oh, why don't you come and like you can write it at my house, you know, you can just chill, and I'll help you get it made." And like he, he essentially helped fund it, and that's why we have one of the arguably the greatest zombie movie ever made. So
2: it's yeah, it's cool when artists can help other artists kind of succeed, mm-hmm. right? and especially like I mean, the Beatles in the late '70s were, I think, very much in godlike status yeah. still, just as they are now. But yeah, I don't think like. The residuals and you know royalties were rolling into the extent of like let's say them and they're in the late 80s or 90s <laughs> yeah. at that point, but he said that. Like, he had to... He, I don't know if it it's sincere, but he said he, like, had to mortgage his house and stuff to, like, get the funding for it. Oh, man. But I can't not see George Harrison having multi-million dollars yeah. like, available to him in the late 70s. But maybe I'm wrong. But Maybe it was, like, one house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like yeah. House, yeah. <laughs> I had to put that one house. Apparently, he's in the movie, too. I remember seeing him, but he's, like, the owner of The Mount. But, okay.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, he kind of deserves it after that. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. You, know? you
2: should put
1: him in the movie at that point. It's so funny, because there's certain things... Like, I've been watching old Monty Pythons, or Monty Pythons, and complete opposite end of the spectrum, Transformers cartoons.
0: (laughs) Pretty even ground, (laughs) though. There's a
1: part of your brain that sometimes just thinks, oh, I've seen all of these. Mm. And same thing, I've been reading some old comic books. And you're like, oh, I've never read this old Spider-Man comic. I just know about this happening because of trading cards and movie adaptations and Mm. whatever. And the amount of Monty Python sketches I've been stumbling on and I'm almost done like we're into season four which I think is the final season maybe a third of the sketches I'm like I haven't seen any of these because they didn't make best of reels or whatever Mm -hmm. and the output that they made in and because British people are crazy they have you know integrity and they're like well no four (laughs) or five years is good we're done yeah Comparatively to say, you know, not quite the same thing, but you know, Saturday Night Live is never going away. Simpsons is never going away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they did four years and then that's it. Some of it totally holds up.
2: Yeah.
1: And (laughs) then some of it you watch and you're like, and I know these guys are lovely. I know they're not monsters. I know they're not right wing whatever. But there's some full blown blackface stuff in these old sketches. Right. (laughs) And Eric (laughs) Idle walks in blackface and you're just like, hey, oh, hey. Yeah. And when I was in high school, every high school nerd, and I'm sure it's the same now, is watching Monty Python again and again. And now it might be because of Netflix and back then it was on VHS. But it hits a new generation each time.
2: I always found that comedy back, like when you're sharing those old shows like that in the late 90s. Because yeah. we're around the same age, it's like, hey man, I got this tape, I mean, unlabeled yeah. secret yeah, tape. Exactly. Like, this is either the ring or porn <laughs> yeah. or <a> comedy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or all of them. All yeah, of them. yeah, it could yeah. be all. Yeah, but now it's like you send links to people and like you find that kind of. Yeah, you find little gems like that.
0: We, how many episodes are there in Money Python? Ish, because like four seasons, but like it's got to be like quite a few episodes. No,
1: I could be wrong, but it's only like maybe even like fifteen a season or something so like. So their crazy.
2: seasons are shorter. Well, it's like
1: even Faulty Towers. Right. Yeah, it's a great show. Was one season, right? Yeah. Wow, really? And people have this false memory of it being four or five seasons. Jeez. Because as a little kid, you might have just watched it over and over again. <laughs> yeah. But it's one season. And from what I understand, the powers that be were like, do more. And John Cleese and his wife at the time, I believe, were like, mm-hmm. nope, that's it. That's our story. That's our beginning, middle, and end. That's impressive. So they walked away from it which is nothing new because that's what the British office did and that's mm. what so many of those type of shows that I love you look at Doctor Who mm-hmm. there's been five Doctor Whos
2: in like 15 years mm-hmm. actually today I think is the anniversary of Shaun of the Dead because I saw Edgar Wright posting about it today and like I got exposed to that movie when I was talking about it with some British people and they're like oh you gotta see the show Space and I was like and then I watched that and it's if you've never seen the show Space it's one of the most brilliant pieces of TV that have ever made only two seasons Simon Pegg it's got the whole team from, from the yeah. Shaun of the Dead uh, films a lot of the same cast it's and it's just brilliant and same thing it's like they have a beginning middle and end like the second season finale very much feels like they wrapped it all up mm-hmm. like they even though I think they kind of expressed some interest in yeah, people
0: still push like, yeah. for it even now you know there's people are like
2: oh I'm gonna do space again and it's like yeah I think they might have moved yeah. a little <laughs> bit on yeah.
0: they were involved in Red Dwarf were they it was a completely different that, no that's like way before that's them before because like, yeah. yeah I was working at HMV when that stuff was starting to come out on DVD like re- for us readily like a, right. in, in yeah. the UK but you know and it was just I kind of like jammed it all together into one geeky thing <laughs> but uh, it, is, it is awesome to see how far people like that come like just and, and see how young they were back then doing yeah. that stuff yeah And
1: the first movie I ever saw at the Mayfair, my two relatively close together, I came with my friend Fred to see a double bill of Sign of the Times and Tommy. And didn't care about Tommy. I was a Prince fan, a little little nerdy Prince fan. <laughs> I really thought you were
0: going to say Purple Rain was the second. No, movie. It
1: was, at that time the Mayfair was just programming kind of whatever, okay, you know. Yeah. So like they weren't programming per theme per se. Yeah. It was like oh, these are two Paramount movies or these are two <laughs> whatever movies. But then my uncle brought me here to see, and now for something completely different. Oh yeah. And so I was like, you know. 12 or 13 years old or whatever. Yeah. And so that was the first time I saw Monty Python big screen. Maybe the first time I saw Monty Python, which is weird because that movie's not quite a movie. It's, it's a weird pitch. Like, they just redid a bunch of their stuff, big screen style. It's like a best of comp. Essentially, bunch, yeah. newly shot? Yeah, all newly shot. Okay. Like, widescreen. Yeah, okay. And I don't think they did anything new in it. I think it was all... Just contractually obligated movie or something time. yeah oh yeah. man but so yeah so and then soon after that terry jones is eric the viking okay yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah. john cleese is in yep. and a few other monty python folks are in there i think too but to that too yeah. like they did fish called wanda mm-hmm. or you With know first creatures, first creatures yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah so like that's one of the first
0: movies i saw in my young baby Mayfair days, is Tim Robbins in *Eric the Viking*? Yes, he's okay. the star. All right, of it. that's yeah. what. I'm, all right, because I was like, I've already been wrong about the Red Dwarf thing. Yes. I was like, I'm nervous here, guys, <laughs> but I'm gonna go out on a limb on this one. And it's a movie that no one has seen. Yeah, like
1: it got no distribution. You could barely find it at video stores. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it on a Netflix or TV or any like Yeah. And you look. Like I, I know yeah, how deep yeah. you are on these things. And like,
2: that's the sad thing. Like, why don't they again talking before the yeah. show about stuff that people are just sitting on yeah. that they're not putting out. It's like there is you literally just have you you'll get what? How whatever much Netflix gives oh, you. Yeah. But like let people watch these things. Why not? Mm-hmm. Like it's they're gatekeeping things that's like you don't need to... I grew up watching all the cable reruns of Saturday Night Live. It was brilliant watching the like 70s, 80s, 90s reruns of SNL. And then all of a sudden, like I think mid-2000s, E! Entertainment bought the rights to them and just locked them away and like no one can so see weird. those anymore. Yeah, some of like I know some of them are on Netflix, but I think they chopped them up a little bit as well. So
0: yeah. you're not even getting the full episodes. You're just you're getting, you know, stuff, but I don't know, I don't think they go that far back obviously, but like some of the later era stuff. Yeah. See, it, it sucks because one of my two of my favorite episodes were the Jim Carrey one. Or, I think he was on more than once but I think the first one where, like there were just so many classic bits and I, I hate to say it but the Kevin Spacey one was oh, a no. with, <laughs> with the Star Wars screen tests like oh, from 97 yeah.
2: with walking, didn't he walk-in yeah yeah, yeah. Why, yeah. like in
0: Walter Matthau like yeah. oh my god it's, it is brilliant and it sucks that he spacey up his whole life Interview of you always coming on this podcast <laughs> so, yeah, I work it, Kevin Spacey every time I can work it in somehow <laughs> I'm like ah you like Superman eh? <laughs> speaking of Flex Luther,
2: oh no and then now it's like like, hey, what's your favorite movie? Usual Suspect. Oh, God. he was my Danny favorite was actor,
0: man, for a long time, and yeah, damn shame.
2: Well, then, and, and, oh, and Brian Singer too. Oh, you oh, <laughs> know they
1: doubled down. So Brian Singer is a monster now, and or always was. Or always so, was. so I, I will <laughs> say, like I don't want to make light of any of this. No, God no. But I will say it's interesting how this. So a little while ago, we knew that we had the opportunity to screen Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. and so it's myself and Lee and Ian are three of the partners who kind of. Make everything happen. Like, Lee yeah. does the programming. You're the wizard behind the screen. I'm the wizard behind the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I wear my little hat. Yeah, yeah. For not related to that. He just wears yeah. the hat for some and reason. And Ian does a lot of the publicity and everything. And I admitted to them and I said, I am scared of screening this movie a bit, selfishly, because I don't want people yelling at me on Twitter. I don't want people to be saying, how dare you? And I we don't have a defense. And there is that kind of thing where... Rami Malek came out and was very emotional and basically, and I think it was the right thing to do, totally throw Brian Singer. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he was like, we fired him. We got a new director to finish the movie. Don't punish the crew
0: who all worked so hard on right. this. and he, yeah. he didn't know before signing other roles role. Exactly, So he says, yeah. t- I mean, we got to take him face value. Here.
1: And so then we screened it and did very well and it was fine, nothing yeah. happened. So I don't know what the answer is. Is like, <laughs> do we live in a world that it's so many horrible people that we go yeah that guy's horrible but we can still watch this movie yeah or... Or it's
0: like and a lot of people question how much he even did on that movie you know
1: like and now it's come out that he has his reputation for 20 years yeah, and he's barely even there for a lot of the time I th- sleeping in his trailer or showing <laughs> up late for work yeah and his assistant director and cinematographer would make x-men and then he wouldn't show up to post-production and his editor would do all the post-production stuff so if that comes out it almost makes it a bit better because then I'm like oh can I still watch X-Men 2 if Brian Singer yeah. didn't really work on yeah, it like, that hard you know, the ones you liked were
0: still full Singer
2: <laughs> yeah
1: oh no so, yeah
0: you only didn't do the ones you didn't like <laughs>
1: but also this was actually taken away from us rightfully but what a weird world and to speak of stand-up comedy world of what was this? Two years ago, three years ago, we were very excited because we booked the Ottawa premiere of the new Louis C.K. movie. Oh, yeah. oh man. And we had the poster up, and there was a buzz, and I everyone was so
0: excited too. It, it
1: was going to be a big get for us. It was oh. coming fresh off of TIFF, and all this. Yeah. Andrew went to TIFF. Poor Andrew, his comedy <laughs> hero was Louis C.K. Yeah, and you know now that's done, <laughs> but we had the poster up I did the release put it on Twitter everyone was excited we were playing the trailer and it was like two days later it came out yeah and the
2: distributor pulled it yeah so no. yeah no one's seen it besides So then if, Thanos if, snapped his finger yeah. and all of a sudden gone <laughs> <laughs> should have Andrew give it like do a talk <laughs> yeah it tell us that. I was like man about. like you gotta tell us what we missed out on like we'll never it's like, we'll it's never like I was in a test screening for Cable Guy and that original wow. cut of that film oh wow. was incredible and I'm gonna we're gonna sell tickets I'll come and I'll tell you guys use yeah, the deleted scenes and people might think live. you're joking but I actually believe you you've got your serious look I do it was like an R-rated cut and then they made it a PG cut or something no like they took Took out. It was a lot more movie references in the film than it's because he's obsessed with, with TV and movies, right? Right. That's all he does. So they had a test screening for it in Sacramento, where I grew up, and we were all like looking around for Jim Carrey, Ben Stiller. They weren't there, but there was more of Ben Stiller and that trial that was yeah. hilarious. Because but it was very dark. They took out a lot of the darker stuff, which is too bad. But there was one of the scenes I remember very clearly in my mind was. Uh, when they're in the parking lot and he does that weird little like Jason like, shh, 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 ah, ah, like okay, yeah. you hear that? That part's in the movie. But there's a whole scene where he chases him, and he's running just like Robert Patrick in nice. Terminator 2. And he even says like, this is just like that movie Terminator. And then he like climbs up on the back of the car and like hooks his hands, oh, just man. like. And then even they got it down to the kind like, of <laughs> the, the shot where he rolls off. Yeah. All of that was there, and all of it was it was great. And I was like, when you're trying to write down at the end of the movie, like what are the things you liked? And I like tried to put, like, this movie's perfect, don't change it, of course. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. I
1: wonder if they would ever let Ben Stiller... Hell, what, like, a, yeah. at least a 25th him. anniversary I've, I've movie? I've
2: tweeted or... him many times saying, yeah. please release this, and he's never answered that. Maybe Mayfair podcast listeners. Yeah. So yeah.
0: This could, we could finally break through on this. Yeah,
1: But, like, the Louis C.K. movie, which, in an alternate universe, was going to be up for Oscar and Golden Globe Awards for a screenplay and acting and stuff like that, yeah. is now never going to like it's it's gone
2: even the people who worked on it don't want to see it out
1: oh yeah and imagine the people like what's his name from Always Sunny is in that movie who's great oh,
2: yeah Charlie Charlie yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I, that's and <laughs>
1: he worked on that movie for three months it was a and, really good cast actually and, and some... that movie is sitting on a shelf somewhere Oof. never like it's gone
2: and yeah it's it's what you're the point you're making is like these horrible yeah. men <laughs> yeah almost all I, I can't think oh no I guess they're it's like one woman I've heard of, but it's almost all guys. And yeah. it's just like, like, come on. Now when stories come out and it's just like a guy's name, I'm like, okay, this is either going to be something positive or oh, for dead, sure. yeah or yeah, it's something terrible. And
1: again, it sounds like a joke, but it just happened. I was at home and Oscar Isaac's name came no. up on the Twitter feed. And I swear again, it's horrible, but I looked and I was like oh no Oscar what did you do yeah. and thankfully all it was was talking about the new Adams family movie huh. boom it's he like, you like saved fine. some orphans yeah. from a burning <laughs> bill and you're like oh yeah. thank god yeah. but it's horrible that that's where we're at now yeah. but then it's like imagine going back to there's all these crazy stories and I might be saying the wrong I might, I might be accusing <laughs> starting the wrong person yeah. of murder but it was somebody like Clark Gable or somebody who was a notorious drunk and ran over a homeless person in the Hollywood Hills, mm-hmm. and a hundred percent got away with it. So there's all those kind of yeah, stories too. You're telling rich and powerful people <laughs> yeah. get yeah. away with things. And, and but, I mean,
0: if you're homeless, if, I don't know the Hollywood Hills. It's like, sure, it seems like a good place to hang out because yeah. maybe it's, <laughs> they got more money. But like, if you get hit, I, yeah. I'm not surprised the, by that ending. The place is
2: teeming with drunk celebrities, just yeah. waiting to run over people. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Oh, uh, how did we get off on this topic? Yeah, and I'm like, now I'm just sad. Like, yeah. just... Okay, well... It's a good story and a <laughs>
0: let's, terrible let's story. Let's just completely <laughs> swerve off of this. Not like a car driven like by Clark <laughs> <driven laughs> oh, dra- You monster. Oh, God, what have we done? <laughs> and
1: let us uh, quickly mention the movies of April 12th to the 18th for people who are listening to this in a timely manner. We have a really good week. On top of Life of Brian, we have our 116th consecutive month of The Room. Wow. Which is nuts so And nice. then I'm very excited by this Because it's going to Incorporate a live Musical performance By Eric Oh god
0: <laughs> I thought I was excited Until you said my name And then I was like Oh Jesus This uh, this thing might happen again So I'll, I'll fill in Lorenzo hmm. quick God Eric by
1: mistake Made a song About Nude on the moon As you
0: do mm-hmm.
1: There's like A parade going by. Is, is that it.
0: in the movie Or no, is that live That's somebody angry That's an oh angry god. car horn That's horrible they don't what? want to hear my song. Is that Clark Gable? Oh. It's the ghost of Clark, <laughs> Clark Gable. Gable. Okay, That's so gone. That actually sounded like it was in the movie. That, was, that weird. was weird. Anyway, so
1: "Nude on the Moon" is this long-lost 1961 movie. Okay. That the masterminds at the American Genre Film Archive, who unearth all these great old B movies, are releasing. So somewhere, you made a song? Yeah, by so mistake? there's,
0: you know, the piano, as you know, you know, yeah. by your favorite stage down there. And yeah. uh, so we got the poster up there, and, and I'm fascinated by the trailer and the premise and the title. And also how in the trailer the guy says, Nude! Like, he doesn't say nude. <laughs> nude! It's like N-Y-O-D. Anyway, yeah. And so, you know, the one day just before we open up, it was like Melissa and I working, and then I got that, like pre-show jolt of energy which i never really get ever but right. like this time it happened and then so i'm just like oh yeah new to the moon and i run down to the piano i'm just like sort of playing and i knew melissa could hear me so i was like this is going to be funny and i was like new on the moon and i was just like playing this tune like just making it up yeah. and then she was like oh that was great and then i didn't think much of it and then so she texts me later that day and she was like damn it i've got that new to the moon song in my head <laughs> i'm like it's not even a real song and i was like wait a minute, maybe it should be a real song. And so I I sat down for like half an hour and just wrote out lyrics and made it a song. And then I sent it to Melissa, kind of trolling her in a way just to get it stuck in her head forever. Yeah. And then she was like, I'm going to try to put it on the work iPod so it plays before shows and it gets in other (laughs) people's heads. Then, you know, people come out and see the movie. And that sort of now became a thing that Josh is trying to get me to actually play the song before the movie itself.
2: Yes. Uh, So this is an elaborate viral marketing troll?
0: I, I don't know.
2: Well, I mean, if you you did it, it
0: I'm sure Agfa would pick it up, and then they Mm. would put it on their website. So you're saying I could get an Agfa shirt potentially? Yes, maybe. You're saying that they're not. (laughs) Not, They're not. I would never say that, but yeah. So, I don't know. My friend, or like, my, like, bandmate said he'd play guitar and do backups. Oh, it's it. going to be guitar as well? Oh, oh this. S- he doesn't. I was like, is that happening? And I was like, I don't know if it's happening. And then I sat down to try to play it, and I couldn't remember the exact thing. So, I'm just, but which might make it better, to be honest. Like, it's a, it's a crap movie. It's a, you know. Hey. <laughs> Josh said it on the How last podcast. You? How <laughs> dare you? So you Nude on the Moon three times.
1: No, the, the, the part Neude. I'm looking nude. Nude most forward to is that it's right in the blurb that Agfo wrote on their website is they leave Earth in a spaceship and it's clearly a spaceship on wires. Right. (laughs) Some scenes inside with the astronauts go back out a different spaceship lands. Nice. So in production somehow they lost the first spaceship and then weren't like We could just reshoot that. Nope, got
0: to move on. I hope they destroyed it accidentally. That's what I'm... Like someone stepped on it or something. They're like, wow, this is just... We we can't have that. This is too high production (laughs) for that.
2: We can't just put tape on it. No,
0: no. (laughs) It's too gross. And movies
1: like this, it's not like finding some old Alfred Hitchcock gem. (laughs) But I just think it's really neat to watch a movie from 1961 that no one has seen since a drive-in on a Saturday night that a bunch of teenagers went to. Yeah. And then it played for maybe the weekend and then the distributors and the film houses went, Jeez. we're not going to play that anymore. And this, I assume this
0: is remastered. It's They're all like, remastered. No and that's
1: my favorite part. It's like digitally remastered. Yeah, it's like probably a 4K transfer <laughs> yeah. or something absurd. You know? and,
0: oh, you can really see the suck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and,
2: there is tape on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was
1: like, wait a minute up until now wasn't on VHS not on anywhere so yeah. I love these things i so excited and
0: I hope you get to come because you can't you're busy Friday I guess but you... we
1: always every time <sighs> Gwen's parents come to town we're showing stuff that I don't want to sit beside her mom <sighs> and watch do you think they talked to Lee before booking their trip maybe you're like, yeah.
0: what's the thing that Josh wants to do we want to <laughs> spend
1: quality time with our daughter and not <laughs> go see movies take it away I said I wish they were coming next week or later in the week because they, they would love going to see Life of Brian oh. and then later we have some other stuff coming up but this week is all kind of like weird stuff you know and well that's not true sorry we have we have two highbrow award type films Gloria Bell with Julianne Moore which is from the director of A Fantastic Woman oh man you love that movie. which I
0: loved man. like super loved I feel like we were just talking about that not even a year ago <laughs> it was a year a, ago. I, a, <laughs> it was exactly a year ago. That's a pretty broad range. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I said a year to have a big net. Like yeah. I was really thinking like a few months ago, but it feels like a decade. I <laughs> like, a, oh, yeah. yeah. And then uh, a film that I'm not familiar with
1: but looks really cool called Woman at War, which won a bunch of awards, including Best Actress in Montreal and Best Film nominee in Montreal. Two quote unquote real movies we have this week. Yeah. Then the other one that we haven't mentioned yet is. A big get for us, it's the. It's one of these things we might as well call it the Ottawa premiere. Yeah. Because what happens is, the multiplex grabs onto a movie to try to look cool. They don't have room for it, so they dump it in a suburban <laughs> theater. for like 4 p.m. Or something. For, yeah, for yeah. real. And then we get it. So it's called The Beach Bum. It's the newest oh, film from nice. Harmony Corinne and it's starring big shot Oscar winner Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Snoop Dogg. and Snoop Dogg. I he's Oscar, a big Oscar winner. Oscar Snoop... winner.
0: Snoop Dogg's won the what are, the egot, right? <laughs> yeah, Eddie, yeah. Grammy, Surely, Oscar. I have Tony. no reason to
1: not believe that. Yeah. So yes. And it's it's a the new weird harmony Korean movie. Yeah. About Matthew McConaughey playing an exaggerated Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's this guy from Surfer Dude that he was also in, I think.
2: But it's not really. But like right. he played that. The, the trailer same... for that looks so weird. And I think uh, it's weird. Yeah. Like I think it's.
1: I was just mentioning this recently that 14A seems to be the Canada through line. Oh my god! Is it 14A? No. This ah, okay. this week we have three 18A films. Ooh. And it's interesting. Mute. So one of them has to be nudes. So, nudes on the moon <laughs> nice. is 18A. Beach Bum is 18A. But I find this really interesting. Oh yeah. Monty Python's Life of Brian is 18A. Oh. Yeah. Does it deserve to be 18A? Or is it because people were prudes forty and years ago? Did you just cut off half it,
0: your audience it, with it, that choice. Nudes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it does have full frontal male nudity. Oh, does it? Josh, pretending you uh, didn't uh, remember yeah. that. <laughs> it has full frontal male nudity, and a little tidbit of that is. Uh, when, and pun intended, when they did the scene that I'm referencing, they're like, well, it's very clear you're not Jewish in this scene, and so they used a rubber band to make him look Jewish wow. in, in the other scenes, but just enjoy that we'll pause it we'll pause it we'll right pause it there we'll geez. bring you up we'll have you do <laughs> yeah. nudes. that's all I can think about now <laughs> we'll Do a song. I'm
0: happy. we'll have you do nudes on the moon yeah yeah first yeah. I had nude on the moon in my head now this Yeah.
1: but 18a is okay because if you have a 12 or 14 or 16 year old with a parent they can still come in it's true yes. it's R that is censored nobody's yeah, allowed
0: yeah. to watch it Lorenzo's at the door he's like alright we, we need these sales just, <laughs> just come in <laughs> yeah, come on I'm your scientist I'm your legal guardian your ID looks fine to me sir I'll sit with you
2: kids for male nudity he said I
1: I never feel and it doesn't happen often because R is fairly rare in Canada Mm -hmm. there's movies that are R in the states that are 14A here so Mm -hmm. it's hard to get that really restricted rating but I never feel like more of a sellout grown up than turning away a 14 year old to The Shining Yeah, I, I hate it and I hate it because I don't really agree with it like it's that weird thing of you can walk into the library as a 14-year-old and get the book but you're not allowed to see or, things. Or the movie. Man. Or the movie. <laughs> or even if your parent wanted to bring you to it. Yeah. Like it's, so it's this whole complicated thing but I I hate Oof. it. It's weird. Yeah. But so 18 is still okay. You can bring you can bring all your kids to see this movie. But I bet you nowadays it would be if they re-rated it I bet you it would be like 14A. I don't see how you can make a movie like that today.
2: Even when they made it it was like it was, ba- it was banned in the city of Bournemouth, England until 2015. Wow. Like it's it crazy but like Yes, yeah, so many people boycotted the show. Like the I, one of the quotes I saw was John Cleese said, "Wow, we united united all of the sex of Christianity for the first time in two thousand years because all of them were pissed at them." So I yeah, always it's, it's a controversial movie. And one of the another delete, neat little thing I found out, which is you remember at the end, spoiler alert, it's better not be end, a sex story, spoiler alert. No, no more no more sex <laughs> things uh, or male nudity things, but. You know there's that like that suicide squad that comes up like we'll rescue you and then they all like kill themselves yeah and I, yeah so like it's a quick little one-off joke but apparently that eric idol character had an entire plot that was filmed in the movie where he plays like a hardline zionist and wow. it's like very much attacking that that aspect of right. judaism and so their thinking was well, we're going to piss off the christians might as well off the jewish people as well yeah. and that was their thinking <laughs> when they were making the movie but then they saw it and they're like we're already courting a lot of controversy with this so they cut the entire plot the entire Man. thing was cut out except for Man. that last little segment but they were trying to be like it was from what i've read uh terry Gillum hates that they took it out but yeah, yeah. but he understands but it was very much like and this is very much in current events but equating like zionism with Fascism, and it's like yeah, it's they, they were, they were, stuff yeah, they of. were skirting the line with like, you know, is Man. is this that different from? I'm not saying this is my view, right. I'm saying this is what they're doing. <laughs> but like, it's it's fascinating that that movie was so controversial that they were going to add another thing that I know for a fact you could not put in a movie today. And they even said that that was one of their main concerns was that putting that in, while it might not be that controversial in Europe, but the U.S. would not. Distribute or allow that movie. I, I always, always forget. It. Like I yes. always, like, but they filmed it all. Like it's all there. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. and it's that's never been released. It's never been oh, released. We need I, that too. I mm. doubt, yeah, add yeah.
2: it to the list.
1: <laughs> yeah, I always forget that I'm just not religious, and it is. It's it's you know it's what you were born into because yeah. my parents weren't, and my grandparents weren't. So <laughs> shockingly, I'm a not. a long line of
2: atheists. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and but I kind of forget because of my friend group and family group is like, oh, we're the super minority. Like most people are offended by that yes yeah. most on our planet like statistically you know it's so it's always interesting when we show something like this you think like wow is there somebody at home looking at our schedule
0: going like oh how dare they show that oh nude on the moon is probably upset probably. at least one person <laughs> yeah. i don't know and then we well, heard that, the that's what i, I like...
1: always love our little programs our little paper flyers where we've got oscar winner julianne moore in this highbrow gloria bell film and right below it is Nude on the Moon. <laughs> and then right to the right of it is Lorenzo yeah. in Life yeah. of Brian. It's, I, I just like that. I like our diversity in our yeah. in our film and then, programming. And then
2: whatever Tommy Wiseau is. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, Tommy. Bit of a beach bum himself, in yeah. a way, I guess. So right before we wrap up, I will quickly mention that April 19th, speaking of Monty Python, we managed to book the new Terry Gilliam Don Quixote movie. I saw that. I couldn't nice. believe it. And wow. we'll talk about this on the next podcast, because it could go for a full half hour. But this is... Li- like. This poor bastard has been trying to make this movie for 20 years, yeah. <laughs> and it's finally done. And it's another example of the multiplex got it first, dumped it in the middle of nowhere, yeah. and we're, we have it for like four screenings on the week of the 19th. I
0: didn't even know what it Like, I'd heard there were one-off screenings here and there, like yeah. in the States, but I didn't even know what the release schedule was. Really I didn't was. think we were going to be able to get it. I'm shocked. I'm very happy.
1: So, yeah, you can check out our schedule on the internet, of course. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Go visit our friends at House of Targ across the street for all your pierogi eating needs before coming to see a movie. And thanks for dropping by, Lorenzo. Thank you again for having me. We hope it'll be a grand success and we'll see you back for more cool movies. I
2: I really want my eyes are dead set on Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, come on, people. If you don't come see this movie, you're not allowing us to play Pee-wee's Big Adventure. He's so angry he
0: can't finish the sentence immediately. and we, you survived the hellscape of winter yet again, by the way, just to point out that the weather sucks today.
2: Yeah, today was today was very bad. We will pull this off. Yes. <laughs> so no, no, this is it. This is this
0: is just... Stop saying that. This is it. This is gonna you be, say it every time it snows.
1: No, snow, no, it's going to be snow until July. I oh promise you. Okay, let's, let's wrap this up. Thank you for listening to so our you, murder, horrible people, lot of good stuff. religious
0: podcast. See you yes. at the Clark Gable Film Festival <laughs> next month. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. I'll send you the Nude on the Moon MP3 later. <laughs> Can I put it on the podcast? Yeah you, should, oh. yeah. you
2: should have that's what should be the outro. like what comes on right after. I never you even thought okay, it. yeah,
1: I'm gonna put it on right now. <coughs> Done.
2: Nude on
0: What's that? The nearest star I never thought close Could have felt so far But in space Feelings waste Our final destination's Always been humiliation So we knew The gravity pull is full of all you're saying Land's end is just a friend I'd never intend to watch it fall again So I'll move all
2: 24 hours, this man will
0: join the underground, go to jail, escape from jail, perform a miracle,
2: I was blind and now I
0: can see, all without his mother's permission. What have you been telling them? They think I'm the Messiah.
1: This is Monty Python's Life of Brian,
0: rated R.